this week on the Back Table Podcast. Sonny and I are in a unique position. So Sonny does, I don't know, how many PAEs? 400, 500 PAEs a year or something like that? Yeah, about 500 yeah. in our center a year. A crazy number of PAs, and I'm starting to get to that level as well. And so when you do that many, things occur to you that you don't realize when you're just doing one every other week or whatever. We're trying to share that knowledge with, with other people who are coming. We first started in 2018 when we did this the first time. How many people were doing PA in the country? It was a handful. Now that PA has evolved to a place where a lot of people are doing them, we're also evolving the agenda so that we're going over more, like Sunny said, practical things. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backtable Podcast, your source for all things interventional and endovascular. You can find all previous episodes of our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and on backtable.com. Backtable listeners, just a friendly reminder as we get into the mid-year, we now have the option for you to obtain CME by filling out a reflection after listening. Powered by CMEFI, a seamless way for busy clinician learners to discover internet point-of-care learning opportunities that reward CME credits and more. Find the link in the show notes or under the episode at backtable.com. A very special episode today. I've got Sonny Bagla and Ari Isaacson, friends, longtime friends of the show, veterans of the show, many, many times over. Probably double digits at this point with you guys, at least between the two of you. You're probably sick of hearing from us, Aaron. I'm not. I always enjoy talking to you guys. I, I, <laughs> uh, in fact, I, what I can gather, the audience loves hearing from you too. And that's why we keep inviting you, inviting you back. Aaron, I think this is my first time with you. Usually it's Barazza. So I, I don't know. Uh, this is a new experience for me. You're right. It is. Yeah. It is the first time with me. And Barazza would love to be here, but he's doing a stroke right now. I just was texting with him. So he's tied up. Does that mean he's he's doing a, a procedure? Oh, okay. He's I'm just, I'm just checking. just checking. <laughs> He's not having a stroke. Oh, okay. Yes, he's doing okay. he's doing a stroke. Okay. But uh, all right, so anyway, what we want to jump into is stream, uh, a little update on stream. So Ari, also progress, or actually not, well, a big change since the last time we had you on is last time you were on, you were still at UNC. Now you're out in private practice. Can you tell us a little bit about, uh, just update the audience on where you're at? Yeah, absolutely. So last time I was here, it's right, I was, I was still faculty at UNC. Since then, I've moved on to this crazy organization called Prostate Centers USA with oppressive management. And uh, I say that just in, in jest in case the audience doesn't know, because actually Sonny is the CEO of Prostate Centers USA. But in all seriousness, it's been a great move. Um, so I work in an OBL type environment now, uh, doing mainly PAEs, and uh, it's a lot of fun. We're busy and... Um, the best way I can say it's a lot of fun to go to work every day. Yeah. So it's no, I mean, do you guys have call or is it just pretty much Monday through Friday? Uh, do you guys work weekends? It's interesting. So we don't do any procedures on weekends. So there's no procedural call, but I can tell you after this weekend, I've been fielding multiple calls on my cell phone from patients from last week who are having some urinary yeah. issues. So there's still some work to be done on the weekends, but no call where you go into the hospital or go into, you know, do any cases. Yeah, that's great. Also, like a common question for people who are going out there, were you able to get local privileges as a, at a hospital or do you team up with local groups to help with anything that might come up, you know, after hours? Yeah. So uh, fortunately, we, we do mainly the, the procedures that we do, I guess this is kind of fortunate. We don't really encounter really um, anything serious that needs to be tended to urgently. Uh, so we okay. do mostly PAE. We do some some uh, nephrostomy work. We do some genicular artery embolization, hemorrhoid embolization. 
And so those procedures by nature, uh, for the most part, don't really require urgent procedures to treat anything. So the answer to your question is, uh, I don't have privileges at a hospital. So I just work in an outpatient environment and we do uh, everything in that, in that environment. It's all safe. Yeah, exactly. It's all safe. There's no, nothing really to take to the hospital. That's great. And, and Sonny, can you give us, you know, I, it sounds like you guys have grown as a company and, and um, opening up centers throughout the U- United States. Can you give us an update of where you guys, you know, how many centers you guys have currently and, and what other cities you're venturing into? Yeah. So we, we currently have five, three in um, Virginia, one in North Carolina, one in Florida. And we have plans this year to have three more. So all three will be here on the East Coast or a little bit, a little bit west of the East Coast, but have not really moving too far further west than Michigan at this point. And they're all a little bit different. Like Ari described his practice and another practice here in Falls Church and in Reston. Just like Ari mentioned, all the ducks definitely field a lot. They field all the calls and issues related to their patients. Um, but some of them, like here, they still take call at some area hospitals or collaborate or even have privileges. Two of the docs here in Northern Virginia have hospital privileges. So if there is an issue, they go in or they've taken call at those hospitals as well with the IR groups there. But they all vary a little bit by a little bit, but they're they're great quality of life practices and they're very deeply clinical, as Ari could probably tell you about too. So uh, you're you're deeply involved, like Ari knows, when they call you for every urinary symptom or anything involved or normally... I think, you know, they'd filter through a few uh, channels before we get. So, but yeah. it's great. It's been going really well with, um, with growth in terms of the practices we partner with, the cities we're working in. They've been really welcoming in terms of referrals, et cetera. The quality of service has been great and our team's grown. So now we have uh, four or five positions growing to, I'd say, eight before, uh, just, just after the end of the year. So be great. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see what you guys are building. And and when you say partner referring partners, so are you have urologists, local urologists, and local GI docs that you work with pretty closely in managing these patients? Yeah, absolutely. I've been fortunate. I, I think because I've been doing PAE in this area for so long that I've gotten to know most of the urologists in the Triangle area, and so we've developed a relationship over the years. Uh, and yeah, we work really closely with these. Uh, figuring out what's the correct management for these patients, whether it's PAE or some other procedure. And uh, so we'll, I'll take care. I might do a PAE, send them back to the, you know, the urologist to take care of. And if there, anything comes up, they might send them back for something else. It's, it's a good working kind of collegial relationship. Yeah, that's, that's really nice. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about stream and what uh, we can expect. So can you guys give a little bit of information since the last time we, you, the last stream conference was last September, right? And I know at that time, I think it was like Delta was caught, there was a Delta surge and there was, you know, it was still kind of uh, touch and go in terms of people going to conferences. But I feel like this year, you know, the gates have opened, people are, are back in action. You know, I was just at AOA a couple of weeks ago. It was crazy, you know, crazy crowded. People were definitely ready to get back out there and, and, uh, and learn some stuff and see people they haven't seen in a long time. Can you tell our audience what to expect for Stream this year in September? So first of all, this is our fifth year doing Stream. Believe it or not, I don't think when we we did our first Stream conference in 2018, we'd think we would uh, make it to 2022 and still be doing Stream meetings. So I think to me, the theme, the way that Stream has been moving, it's we've been making it more of a multidisciplinary or multi-specialty type of conference. 
thanks to a lot of Sonny's uh, friends and colleagues in the DC area, we've now have all sorts of different physicians that come and speak other than interventional radiologists. So urologists, GI doctors, orthopedists. And I, I think that's, that is uh, representative of, you know, we have to do as interventional radiologists to allow more patients to have our procedures is we have to be more open to our colleagues and, and invite them to our meetings and have dialogues. And, and so this, this year, what, what, what to expect? Well, we're going to have our usual PAE curriculum where Sonny does a, a talk and goes through a hundred cases in about 18 minutes. <laughs> and then, uh, we're, we'll have all the, we, we also, the lawyers are coming back. So I know a lot of people who have come in the past have sat through our malpractice, uh, session with the two lawyers, their, their cousins, and, and one's a, 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 a plaintiff's lawyer and the other one's a defense lawyer for malpractice. So you get, it's just a great session. Always. We're going to go over GAE. We're going to go over shoulder embolization. We're going to go over hemorrhoid embolization. Oh, we have thyroid embolization this year tucked in as well. So oh, wow. a lot of, you know, obviously we focus on embolization and we're trying to just have material on all the newest applications of embolization. Yeah. I think, you know, one thing you forgot to mention is Ari, I'll go through about a hundred cases in what, Ari, how long you said? 18 about minutes? About 18 minutes. Ari will go through all the data on PA in about eight seconds. So, <laughs> so, and there's, and there's a lot more and he'll still do it. No, the talks are great. One thing we did do differently too, because maybe because Ari and myself are getting, you know, we always get sick too of saying the same types of messages is we've thinned out a lot of the PAE talks to now really focus even more on practicality, you know, yeah. so we're going to do decision-making during the case. How do you make decisions and actually say, okay, fine, I'm going to skip this because we all know this is going to go down the road as an IR and take 30 minutes and lead to no real success. So we, we really thinned out things to just stick to that core concept that we've always felt the meeting brings is people leave with a practical approach and they go home and they feel like, Hey, I can do this. And we've done more of that. And I think we've brought, we're bringing that to each of the other topics, like Ari mentioned, GA, uh, hemorrhoid and, and orthopedic embolization, primarily because Honestly, myself and Ari get asked all the time about, hey, how do I do this? What do I do, you know, in a case like this? What's the anatomy look like and how is it relevant? And save thyroid embolization, which is super, super novel. Um, I would say on the, on, the, on the scale of novelty during this meeting, it, it's, a, it's a nice way for people to really get deeply involved in each of these embolization procedures. Yeah, because, you know, it sounds like, and I haven't had a chance to go to a stream meeting yet, but um, it sounds like the early ones were getting people, you know, raising awareness around PAE, getting people comfortable with the idea of doing it, then people go out and bring it to their practice. And I imagine it's, you know, every year you want to, you guys seem to be adding things to it, GAE, these other embolization procedures, which is great because it keeps people coming back. Even those people who went out and successfully built a PAE practice, and maybe want to continue to add more embolization service lines. So I think it sounds like that's re the reason for people who maybe have been to prior conferences to not miss out on the new stuff. The, I mean, it's the, the cool thing about stream is it's you're, you're a very innovative conference more, you know, more so than a lot of other ones, it seems like. Yeah, and the people who come, Aaron, are always the ones who they want to learn more about these particular, say four or five cutting edge procedures. Yeah. And they're not, they're not the kinds of docs who go home who are like, yeah, I'm just going to do, I want to try to do one PA a month. You know, the, they want to go back and really build a program and they have to get really deeply involved in the clinical aspect of these patients. 
So that like speaks to the complication session. So me and Ari, because we love to show disasters, that's for sure, because we're used to showing them to each other. We really built out that lawyer session now to be a half day of really M&M. So all of our speakers will show complications and they're in all types of procedures. So in every type of procedure. And I think like Ari mentioned earlier on, it's like he, he feels calls, I feel calls. We all feel calls on, hey, you know, I have this pain, a tip of my penis or rectal area or thigh after an embolization. What's it from and, and why, are, why do I have that? And so we're going to show real life case examples of these types of complications or issues that arise. Because now that people really understand the pathophysiology, the regular clinical management, the routine care patient, I think we decided, let's show the things that are very difficult and will arise in your practice if you start to get busy at then, or even in your first case. And because we've been in that situation and we don't want other people to feel that same degree of like uncomfortableness. But are you agree with that, Ari? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think something that you said earlier, Aaron, it, it's exactly right. Like the conference or, you know, our agenda, we've evolved it with kind of the the evolution of PAE, right? So you, exactly what you said. When it's, it first started in 2018, when we did this the first time, there were, how many people were doing PAE in the country? It was a handful, you know? And so our content was more basic and kind of went through everything step by step. But now that PAE has evolved to a place where a lot of people are doing them and it, we're also evolving the agenda so that we're going over more, like Sunny said, practical things. Instead of doing the same curriculum that you hear at every meeting where they say, you know, what wire do you use, what what catheter do you, yeah. all that. Th- this is more practical. I mean, Sonny and I are in a unique position. So I don't know. I mean, Sonny does, I don't know, how, how many PAEs, 400, 500 PAEs a year or something like that? Yeah, about 500 yeah. in our center a year. A crazy number of PAEs. And I'm starting to get to that level as well. And so when you do that many, it's just things occur to you that you don't realize when you're just doing one every other week or whatever. Um, and so that's, we're trying to share that knowledge with, with other people who are coming. Yeah. And, and per usual, it sounds like it's going to be a, a fun group. Is it the usual suspects, the, you know, Fishman and Mooley and Nutting and those guys or anybody new or anybody <laughs> different? Yeah. It's uh it's the same crew. It's, it's, it's the Fishman and uh, we got Riyadh coming out again this year. It's Riyadh Salem. And uh, you know, we have some of those other, Docs from other specialties. Uh, we have Alan Sag from uh, Duke, yep. who's going to talk about, oh, yeah, talk yeah. about thyroid. So yeah, it's mostly That's the great. same crew though. And and you know you know like what we select speakers. We want people who can you know not take themselves too seriously, laugh right. with us, allow me to interrupt them five times while they're talking, and not get too angry. So. <laughs> We should, we should, Aaron, get people to put their name in a hat, right? And say, how much are you willing to be heckled during a lecture? <laughs> or random things, just just actually not even talk to them. Maybe just talk to the audience during the talk. And can you handle it? And it's funny because these guys all know their space so well. Yeah. So they don't mind and they love it. And, and Ari just has a good time, you know, poking at them the entire time. So it's great. No, I think that's a great format, right? It's just, you know, it's it opens it up for discussion along the way. So speaking of like uh, practical stuff, I actually have some questions from the audience. Uh, Ali Behetti is planning on going this year and, and she wanted to know, in addition to stream, what can early IRs do to get more experience in PAE and GAE before doing them? You know, do you guys also proctor cases and stuff like that? Absolutely. That's a great, that's a great question. So we, myself, 
Ari, and then some of the other doctors now also in prostate centers have gotten involved, uh, even in the hemorrhoid area, in doing proctoring both with device company and then in partnerships with them. But also we've had physicians visit centers and learn there, sometimes even on their own, uh, just to come out and watch and learn and see how to do things. There's obviously a wide array of physicians and their level of interest in how they want to be, how they want to engage and learn. Some of them want to learn through didactics, some through simulation, uh, some through observation where they're coming in person to watch someone else do it. Or I would say the last, which is also not uncommon, is visiting out to their center. So after they book a case and they get someone because uh, they start to understand the clinical aspect and referral pathways, then someone will go out there and actually proctor them as well. So there, there are lots, lots of methods by which to do that. Obviously, the core here, I think, extreme is to get to get that first didactic portion. Because yeah. if you don't have that core understanding and someone comes in the door and and yeah. what happens is even with a really good proctor, right? You know, Ari or I could go out there. Let's say they come out and they watch a case, right? They come out and watch a case. They watch, they can come out to one of our offices and you know come see we got five tomorrow or six tomorrow. So you can see a lot of stuff, but you're not gonna see every possible scenario. And when you go back home, you may run into a different issue. You, you may feel uncomfortable or in the post-operative care, you might as well. So I think the meeting has a good back-end purpose to it, if you will, but there's lots of parking opportunities too. Yeah. The, and the other thing that Ali wanted to know, and I'm sure you guys cover this at stream and we've covered it times before on, you know, prior podcasts around PAE specifically is, you know, how do you approach urologists for that conversation? And for GAE, how do you approach orthos or PMR or PCPs or geriatricians, you know, do you, I assume that's part of the agenda at, at stream is like how to, how to have that conversation to get referring docs to even consider it. Yeah. So I think that's one of the great things about having an orthopedist or having urologist at the meetings, uh, because it's, yeah. you know, it's a lot of people want to know those answers. And so that's why we, a lot of times we have panels with urologists so that people in the audience can just ask those questions. But I, I think it becomes pretty clear as we're talking and, and that's just, you know, know your stuff and know that, know the data know how to describe the procedure and when it's indicated, and then, you know, speak to, speak to these potential referrers in a way that is emphasizing how you're going to enhance the patient's care and not, not in a, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, this is the question I've been asked ever since the beginning of when we started doing PAE, you know, how do I not, how do I get referrals from urologists? Well, don't go to them and, and make them feel like you're A, don't know what you're talking about and B, trying to take their patients away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a, Ari's hitting the nail on the head. There's a huge expectation factor. And in a meeting setting, we'll have orthopedic surgery there and actually two of them in GI, you know, gastroenterology will be there and urology. And, you know, the, of course, in those environments, everybody's honestly ultra friendly about, hey, well, just tell me where you can help, right? You know, send, uh, tell me to send your large glands, tell me to, Tell me that I'll take the catheter-dependent patients or the ones who aren't candidates for knee surgery. But the reality is, and I just went into an orthopedic meeting this week, uh, two, of the, two of the docs here, uh, we had a meeting with about eight orthopedic surgeons. And you know, this is what one of them who's chair of the orthopedic surgery group turns over. After looking at the papers that we published, right? So this is the irony. We're going to them very data-driven, more than 10 years experience doing GAE, articles in their literature, for both hemoarthrosis and arthritis. And he looks at me and he goes, I got four minutes. Just tell me why you're here. And I think that kind of pressurized conversation is, if someone's not telling you that from a referring physician standpoint, 
we'll talk about it at the meeting and say, listen, that's what Ari's like. When Ari says, know your stuff, try imagine talking under that pressure and knowing your stuff. You really got to know it. You got to go in and you have to, you have to be focused on it and you have to delve into it and say, listen, I'm going to make this really part of my practice. And that's not for everybody, but it is probably, like you said, for the attendees who come to me and they really want to dive in deep. That's what they'll, I think they'll get out of this is how to have that conversation quickly. Yeah. It sounds like you have to have a well-crafted elevator pitch. Elevator pitch. Basically. Yeah, exactly. You do. Yeah. Yeah. And for all of these things, because one thing that IR often as a specialty for, you know, for some reason, this isn't, this isn't universal to every interventional radiologist, but we often, because we're in a position of, you know, thinking and knowing that our procedures are amazing and they're less invasive and they work. And even if they have, even if you haven't been involved in clinical research or the development of these procedures, we're biased, right? Because we love what we do, all of this, right? So when we go to somebody, we, ex we expect just that to resonate with people. And, and it doesn't. So that's something we have to, we have to realize. So the knowledge has got to be there. Yeah, for sure. And it sounds like you guys provide that sort of knowledge, um, or you provide that knowledge there. And then beyond that, it's like going out and forming the skill set. Is there any, like similar to like, you know, I remember I took the Y90 course at SIR and I got a certificate that said I went through the course. Do you guys have anything like that for stream that maybe helps people if they're in the hospital setting get privileges for, you know, starting to do these procedures, especially GAE. We give out koozies. <laughs> koozie that says stream I, on it. It says stream, stream on it. Yeah. And then you, what you do is yeah, you put that in your, in your office and you show people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I love our, but the truth is, yeah, I mean, we don't, right. We don't offer that certification. Yeah. And the truth is it's going to come with people's confidence right now. Yeah. They shouldn't be so confident that they're walking around the koozie in the hospital with a beer in it. But nonetheless, I think that, you know, people come and they really, they really dig deep and they take on that information. They'll, they'll get that confidence. They'll also get a koozie. So, you know, now Ari's got to pick up a, a few hundred koozies. With I don't know. Maybe we need to maybe we do t-shirts. I don't know. Like, uh, I went to the stream course yeah, and I all I got was this t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a certificate. I got, I got a t-shirt. So the swag's going to be koozies. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, sure. We'll see. We'll see, see what's going to be this year. No, you to that. No, no, we'll do something a little better than that. I think. Yeah, yeah. Right. we 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 got to come up with something good. You know, we're we're always working that angle. Trust me, swag's hard. I I can't beat the hoodie. I don't know where to go after the hoodie. You can't beat the hoodie. You just can't beat the hoodie. Can't beat the and hoodie. I've tried. Yeah. You I'm should like, use that you know, as a new logo, a motto for the back table. Can't can't beat the hoodie. <laughs> Can't be yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, cool, guys. Well, also for our audience, we, uh, Sonny, you and I, actually, all three of us talked ahead of time about um, a promo code for registering. Sounds like you guys already have a, a good amount of people registered uh, just from talking to friends and colleagues that I know who are going. But for anybody who has yet registered, can we offer them anything for listening to this podcast? Absolutely. It's uh, I want the know, koozie. I with a capital I. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to tie it into back table, Aaron. So uh, I think, well, what do we use? We use back table. I think it's back table 22, maybe. Let's try that. Back table 22 for 25% off. Back table 22? Um, Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Let's back do it. Any Aaron. capitals or it doesn't matter? Or all cap. Yeah, it's all caps back table 22. All caps. Got it. Back table 22. For 25% yeah. off. All and right. they just go to stream. Thestreammeeting.com. 
TheStreamMeeting.com. Yeah, TheStreamMeeting.com. It's kind of like the Ohio State University, same type of thing. That's right. And and the podcast. That's right. For for all all things endovascular and can't beat the hoodie. (laughs) Yeah, can't beat the hoodie. Exactly. Well, great, guys. All right. So, listeners, go to TheStreamMeeting.com and uh, register today or register anytime before September. What are the dates again? It's uh, September 17th. Do I have that right, Sonny? You got it. September 17th, 17th and, 18th. and 18th. And 18th. If you can. Oh, yeah. by the way, we're bringing back yeah. the Bloody Marys and the mimosas on Sunday morning as <laughs> enticement to get yourself out of bed and come down to the, the yeah. uh, conference room and, and listen to some more talks. Yeah. The, well, the other enticement is we're showing all of our disasters <laughs> in M&M session on Sunday. So that's always fun that? to stick around for. Yeah. It makes you feel good when you leave a meeting after seeing everybody else's. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's good to know that you know, the people who are teaching you are not, uh, entirely perfect. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's too much perfection at these conferences. Oh uh, right? yeah, man. We don't, ah, yeah. I love uh, it. You guys, perfect. you guys were two words into this podcast today. Ari with, I jest in the beginning, which he already mentioned another meeting. <laughs> yeah. Like he mentioned another meeting five seconds into this conversation and you mentioning perfected. So I, I don't know. I don't think, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people say, you know, for GEST, there's guest and there's jest and no one really knows, you know, it's kind of like a gif and a gif. Like, which one is it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I call it gif. So yeah. I think the G. Yeah. When I think of gif, it's peanut butter. J. Isn't it graphic interface file or something like that? Is that what it stands for? Yeah, it should be gif. Yeah, gif. A gif. A gif. It should be gif. It's a gif. Yeah. And it's guest. I guess. That's it. Yeah. What about stream? What about straniculate, right? (laughs) It's definitely not, it's definitely not geniculate. It's genicular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you guys established that, right? That's done. We don't, don't, nobody says geniculate anymore. They better not. Well, no, they're, they better not, but they, but people still do. And it's definitely still genicular. (laughs) So it's a bad habit. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Glad we, we made this happen. Want to get the word out about Stream? Great conference. I am going to try my hardest to fly back from France to be there because I just want to hang out. I don't do PAE, I but it. I just want to hang out with you guys. Do it, man. I want to learn about thyroid and all the other cool stuff. So, yeah, we'll see you yeah. there. And it's a good, it's a good stop for you on your way back home. Yeah, maybe we can give away a couple of back table hoodies. Yes, I will. I will provide back table. Yes. Hoodies. Just, all right. Now there's a reason yes, to sure. sign up for Stream. Now I love it. I love it. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, guys. Well, thank you, Aaron. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast five stars, and share with a friend. If you have any questions or comments, direct message us at at underscore Backtable on Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Backtable is produced and hosted by myself, Aaron Fritz, and co-hosts Chris Beck, Sabine Don, Michael Barraza, and Ali Behetti. Our audio team lead is Karen Gannon, with support from Caleb Hodson and Ness Smith-Savadoff. Design and digital marketing led by Brian Schmitz. Article and transcript support by Taylor Robinson. And Delaney Aguilar. Social media and PR by Anne Dang. Intro and extra music is Ripperoo by Skeptic Moon. Find us on Spotify or at local live music venues in New Orleans, Louisiana. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.